1: Or call 562 314 4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: The Around the NFL
3: podcast
2: has got that dog
3: in there. Oh, yeah.
4: From the Chris Wessling podcast studio, it's Around the NFL I am. Dan hands us heroes here. Greg Rosenthal, Mark Sessler, and I think, <laughs> hope everybody had a nice weekend. Greg. Mark, he's a Hollywood legend. You don't, he's a cinephile. Mm-hmm. You thought he wouldn't see seconds before we started. You're like, I heard the new Mission Impossible wasn't that great. Mark was like, I beg to differ because he sees them
5: all.
6: Well, you, you, you said that you heard it was the worst one. I would disagree with that only because I can think of a few that I very much disliked. This one was
5: that it was all like about teamwork and being, it was kind of
6: corny compared to the last one. I think it pointed fun in itself, like in a way that was a little American. winking, a little self referential,
4: yeah. Self-referential, yeah. We were were also talking about, we both saw Oppenheimer.
6: Right. It's fine. I agree. Like, uh, did it blow me off the earth? (laughs) I liked it. Um, I saw it it at 6 a.m., to be honest, which was, I've never done in a theater. I don't think.
4: Were you tired?
6: I thought, like, I got up super early and even (laughs) went running to try to be, like, and drank some coffee to be, like, I'm going to go into this thing feeling like it's midday. And it was, like, it was around 6.53, and I'm, like, I'm nodding off here. Like, I'm struggling to stay awake.
4: If the movie started at 6. Yeah. And you was it went running.
6: Yeah, gym packed.
4: What time did you pull on your gym shoes and hit the pavement? Like
6: 4.30. Well, the theater's across the street from where I live. So I didn't have did to Did you get sleep? What do you mean?
4: Did you go to sleep before yeah, the run? I,
6: to, I tried to go. Previously, yeah, I went to sleep at like 10 something at night. I tried to. You know, oh. So
4: good. Well, that's good.
6: Yeah. Well, no, it was an attempt to not try to go straight from bed to a theater and then just continue to sleep in a dark, cozy theater. Smart. So it was a battle. You saw it at nine easier. Yeah, I'd assume.
4: Yeah, it's fine. Um, other pop culture news. And we got so much to get to in the NFL. Of course, That's it is around the NFL. But today, in fact, it's going to happen during today's taping. They have a raffle amongst NFL media employees to see Taylor Swift. The errors tour next Tuesday right here at SoFi Stadium. And it is all anyone is talking about right now. I mean, this whole building is on fire with, like, 26-year-olds mm. that can't stop talking about, will they get the, the tickets, which are going for thousands of dollars in the secondary market. Uh, let's bring in Sean Kelly behind the glass here. Shawnee, uh, w- give us the temperature of the um, Generation Z right now. Well, it's really hot,
7: Dan. It's, it's, everybody is firing on all ballistics today. <laughs> Um, I'm just all the middle, like the twenty, the mid twenties, is just buzzing. The uh, office group chats on Slack are just going bonkers. Everybody wants these Tay Tay tickets.
8: Oh, don't and,
7: do, that. Um, don't <laughs> do I'm, that. I'm in that the, was offensive. I'm in the. Is that her nickname? I'm
6: just know. the way I can't. I don't no, know, maybe coming you. through your uh, the way that you did it. Oh, it's okay. also two so,
5: two tickets. There's got to be hundreds of people in this raffle. Yeah,
7: yeah. There's a lot of people That's in the, the raffle. Aren't
5: they? It's Swifties, right? Like, oh, yeah, is it yeah, Swifties? I always yeah.
7: thought that was their nickname. I don't know. I have good luck in raffles. I I I um I'm not generally going for the tickets. I've already promised a coworker that the tickets would be theirs if I do win. <laughs> so, oh, and I see Christy um, Stapleton behind me. It is Christy you. Stapleton yeah. behind me. Yes, she will be getting the tickets, but um, it's going to be an intense event. I'm assuming 12 p.m. for the drop. They just said mm. Monday, so that's like a good middle of the day line. Can you be our
4: official monitor of this yes. if it happens during the show, coming in with some breaking news? So, there
7: will be a breaking
6: news. Sean yeah. Kelly came in here and told us he was doing this yeah. whole thing, and Greg fo- informed him logically, like, the odd, you're probably not going to win. And, and Sean acknowledged, uh, he's, this was his quote, the odds are heavily stacked against me. So at least he's mm. got a, Underdog, a dose sorry. of reality. Who doesn't love it? But he's good at raffles, apparently. He's yeah, the, yeah, the Brock Purdy of
5: this. You know, everyone's counting him out. Oh, if yeah. um, they can fill up the parking lot, the lines, whether she can match BTS. When they took I off.
4: would not doubt She's we'll say Taylor BTS Swift BTS right now.
5: So.
6: I'd resell them. I'd win it, then resell them. Ooh.
4: I don't think that's allowed.
6: You're not allowed to do that. Officially, I would not. Are you in the raffle? I didn't even. I don't have email oh, right I'm now. I'm in of this computer situation, I'm in.
4: and it actually the show uh, conflicts with the Hard Knocks premiere next week, and the podcast I'll be doing with Colleen. So maybe my tickets would go up for grabs.
7: What a wild time,
4: Colleen! Uh, yeah, excuse me, Christy, You're out though, because you kind of hinted you might poison me to get the tickets that I already have that I'm going with my wife in a on Monday. So, oh, this was a long like brag. Yeah, Got it. I'm already going. All right, <laughs> all right, good stuff. All right, here we go. She did. She kind of hinted, hey, if you were to get sick, I'll take your tickets.
5: Is it too late to enter this raffle?
4: Probably. Yes. Oh, you're out, bro. Okay. All
5: right. Uh, the NFL is really starting to heat up now, boys. The pads are on. That was everybody. a big, that was a big, thing. big on, thing. Monday throughout the league, the pads are on. Now, for a few teams, they were on before that. The four or five teams before that. But uh, the pads are but on. now everybody. Football's back. Now it's back, right? Well, pads are on. Yeah, sure. Until the nat-
6: there's a game this week. Then it's back. Then it's back. Then football. But then, back. We well, real, then real. Then we realize the preseason is is somewhat of a sham, and so then it's going to be back at a later date. Well, actually,
5: right. but also you put the pads on, but the way the rules are now, you can't do full tackling, full hitting for another few days. So that then be, that then is, it's back. And it's back, sort of. And then when the preseason actually
4: is, kicks off in earnest, to me, that's when football's back.
6: It's vaguely back at that point
4: until Thursday, the week one opener. Football's back. Bingo. But really, it's the Sunday that follows.
6: Well, it really doesn't even count till Thanksgiving.
4: That's when the season starts. Right. Football's back. And really, it really comes down to one game in the end, the Super Bowl.
6: And it's really. (laughs) And and it's here. It's truly back. It's dark.
4: (laughs) All right. We're going to share some
2: whispers
4: coming out of training camps across America. Creepy. Uh, But first, some news. I kind of live by saying, if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. So hate away. We're going to get to the storyline around Sean Payton. Um, one of the better kind of uh, summer stories that have ever has ever happened on this podcast as we enter year 11. I don't think there's got so there's so many layers to it. It's wonderful. It's wonderful.
6: Well, we're so used to players going at each other, you know, online or in some form. It's coaches when it's coaches. It stands out and I find it delicious and
4: not for nothing. Sean, Sean Payton your initial when you know I have to do some damage control I thought I had my Fox hat
6: on you never said anything interesting yeah, that, on Fox know, That you cannot use that as an excuse someone Sean point Payton. out one thing
4: Sean Payton said in his year on Fox that anyone ever talked about
6: endless milk toast commentary
5: the only thing I remember trying to get a is, new job is like him wearing those like pandas you know the dunks like the, the sneakers that he wore every. that was about all that anyone took away and the
4: goodbye tweet from um, Fox which is like Sean Payton thank you for everything you've done it's like what take eight million of our dollars? <laughs> All right, let's get to it. Starting with obviously the big news that broke, and yes, we are undefeated here. Uh, this is just this is what we do: we record podcasts, and then major news happens immediately following the recording of said podcast. It happened on Thursday um, at Bengals practice, where Joe Joe Burrow rolled out to his right, pulled up with a calf issue, was later diagnosed as a sprain an injury that's expected to keep him out several weeks. Um, so you're not going to see him in the preseason. Obviously, NFL Network's Mike garofolo reports that week one, quote, should be realistic for Burrow. However, Greggy, a couple things here. Number one, this, I believe, is the fourth straight year Burroughs um, summer has been impacted either by the recovery of an injury or COVID or uh, an occurrence of an injury appendectomy last year, right? It's never it's not an ideal situation, obviously, uh, for Cincinnati, not one that they can't overcome. Of course, he had the appendectomy appendectomy last year and had his best year ever. Still not great. The other concern here, Greg, is the calf is one of those injuries where it could come back, and if you come back too soon and injure it again, all of a sudden, everything's up in the air.
5: Right. I think of Kevin Durant, obviously a very different sport. Uh, But doing that and then tearing his Achilles, coming soon off the calf straight. And it it can linger. It can come back and forth. It's disappointing. He was really excited, Joe Burrow, to have a, a camp. And you can point out yeah like he ended up having a great year last year but he's tended and the Bengals have tended to start the year slowly you remember that disastrous week one game he had uh against the Steelers they also lost week two to the the Cowboys and he was trying to avoid that the the thing if you're a Bengals fan I think you are holding on to here is they're not making any move to bring in another quarterback Trevor Simeon is probably their backup it might be Jake Browning Uh, They they did sign a quarterback, I think a USFL guy, Reed Senate. But if they were really worried he was going to be out into the regular season, don't you got to give old Teddy a call or Carson Wentz? Like, we have some real players that can play quarterback here. The season's over if you're playing Jake Browning in a bunch of meaningful games. So I got to think they are pretty confident he's back for week one.
6: That has to be the the biggest bomb for Bengals fans, that exact thing that they're, they're not, there's no panic. Um, I thought even their social media account was being playful with the whole thing in the, in the hours and days after, but you know, there was this moment because our Thursday show was about, Rivalries and that we we dug into the past, but one we talked about was this like triumvirate of the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Bengals, and we're driving home as this news is breaking, um, and it's one of the few times that Twitter slash um, X is to me really valuable because you're just re refreshing over and over trying to find out what news is, but the news got softer and softer and softer about the injury itself, uh, but there was a moment there where I'm just imagining like wait a minute, the AFC suddenly, the mm. Bengals are a non-factor, essentially, if Joe Burrow is gone, and it changes the way you think about the season. It's just a reminder that, like, you can talk about these teams month after month in the offseason, but then now it's like, we are going to start to, we're going to lose about 20% of the people that we spend our time talking about this season. And it's like, the complexion of the AFC would have changed drastically. But I don't like calf injury, because you're right, if you tweak that thing, it's like, can come back and knock you out for a month more. Hunter Moore.
4: Football is a completely different sport than baseball.
6: But, yeah, in multiple
4: ways. I would say that you still have to look at it as a long year, right? And I would just hope there's always this thing all players are and all teams are. They always circle week one for injuries. Like, oh, he'll be okay for week one. But if there's any concern that he's not 110% ready, yes, I would say, you know, if you have to go a couple of weeks out, Burrow to ensure that he doesn't pop his Achilles in October. Do it. We'll see.
5: Man, that would stink. Start with a couple uh division games, Browns and Ravens. It does get me thinking, like, I, I looked at this and there's some other quarterback situations around the league. Like, this CBA really does job veteran players, guys like a Teddy Bridgewater or Carson Wentz. It's crazy that like Jordan Love's backup right now is a fifth-round rookie no one liked, like Sean Clifford. Like Matthew Stafford's backup is is Stetson Bennett. They got no real backup in Cincinnati. Like, a lot of teams out there just go so cheap on these on these rookie deals where, like, in other sports, guys like Teddy Bridgewater and Carson Wentz, I'm not a huge Wentz fan, but it's like they can play. But the way the CBA is structured, it's like they they these mid-level veterans just get totally left out in the cold. In
6: some cases, though, they're looking for the right landing spot and job, too, and role, because it's like, Teddy Bridgewater's made a ton of money. He doesn't have to. That's what I mean, though. But in other wrong. sports,
5: like be- high-level backups get like ten million dollars a year. That's a, qu- a quarterback position. They're not going to be getting more than. I mean, wasn't like, $3 the $3
4: CBA and the, and the ro- the rookie wage scale, in part, put in as a benefit to the veterans, though, because no, those rookie contracts are so crazy.
5: Yes, but it ended up helping the stars and crushing the middle class. Right. That's why the, since since then, those contracts, those rookie contracts are so valuable that the, there's a way higher percentage of rookies in the league, a way lower average age, the The average uh, career length is shorter. Like, it's really helped out there. I don't know. It's just a random thought. Just thinking like... And they signed
4: another CBA after that, so... The, no, uh, yeah, the 20, 2011 one. But have they signed another one since? They have, right?
6: There was a new one created, yeah.
4: So the players didn't Mm. get that tossed out, but you're right. That does seem to be in general. And you're seeing it with all the running back uh, stuff that the players maybe didn't get the deal. They wanted in retrospect when Robert Kraft was hugging.
6: Yeah, I think we're learning that now.
4: Yes. All right. The NFL networks Ian Rappaport reports that Jalen Ramsey underwent a full meniscus repair surgery. It's going to take him out of the picture until December. So the Dolphins. Obviously when they acquired Ramsey, Mark, they saw him as a linchpin of that defense, a guy who's a future hall of famer potentially that they believed had elite years. And maybe he'll come back in December and be elite and be a nice, uh, you know, jumpstart. Uh, but this is really bad news. It's a, it's a significant injury that, that requires a significant amount of missed time.
6: Uh, it's a really stacked defense. When we were looking at it, you know, a couple of months ago, it's like, it's hard to find a weakness. Um, injuries will create that. They went out and signed Eli Apple, uh, not the worst signing there. I think they need some depth, but they've still got Xavier and Howard. Cam Smith is a, a second-year guy, uh, uh, or actually a rookie. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think it, you've got Vic Fangio. I trust him to kind of maximize everyone. I kind of love the pairing of Mike McDaniel and Vic Fangio. Um, but when you start losing guys like Ramsey, the only, I guess, the bright spot would be is if he comes back and he's healthy in December, that might be perfect timing for, like, a push. Late Here season is push. Mike
4: McDaniel on the Jalen Ramsey surgery. I think the surgery went about as well as it could have. So um, uh, we're related about that. Um, and, you know, in terms of where his mindset is at, it you, you couldn't... He, he He's a self-proclaimed alien, um, and, you know, he he couldn't have a better mindset with which to attack um, this process. Um, he He's immediately tell me whatever the timeline is, and I'm going to beat it by a month.
5: Mm. I I thought it was interesting how his contract really maybe led to the path they took surgery-wise. Our guy Rapshi pointed out he got fully guaranteed salaries in 23 and 24. I was critical of that trade because they were acting like Ramsey got a lot out of it, and he really didn't. He didn't get a raise. He's, he's kind of under um, – A pretty, I think, team-friendly contract, but this was the positive, was that he got his salaries guaranteed, and it wasn't hard to read between the lines that the team, or in a different scenario, might have preferred uh, a smaller surgery that he would have been returning in early in September, like mid-September, that it would have been not a full repair of the meniscus. That was the initial report. And then they said, well, they're going to see how it looks like. And Rapshi all but said, look, if he was a free agent next year, he might be coming back on less of a complete surgery. And so it's interesting. You talked about Mariota last week. It's kind of a, a similar situation here except Ramsey's protected by a guaranteed salary in 2024 so he doesn't need to rush it he wants to get all the way better and I'm not that worried about the dolphins I think uh I think their secondary could be very good. I like Cater Kohu as a as the slot. Uh, I like Brandon Jones, Javon Holland as the uh safety, Xavier Howard, Cam Smith. Some people love him as a as a rookie. Like they're pretty deep at cornerback.
4: Okay. In other news, you have Jonathan Taylor uh running back of the Colts who has been outspoken about all the running back drama and the pay and he wants a new contract and we talked about it last week that um Jim Irsay, the owner of the Colts, uh has been outspoken about you know the CBA and how it was structured and how owner or agents were not um operating in good faith with this situation. This led to a what was said to be by beat reporters a dramatic moment where there's some type of luxury mobile, like, home or something. Uh, I think he's bought, like, a Jerry Jones He's got
6: cowboy. a, okay. a lower-level Jerry he's Jones got a new.
5: He's got the Ursae bus now. So
4: there's an Ursae bus adjacent to the practice field, and Taylor and Ursae late last week meeting it for um, an hour. They come out of that meeting. Didn't go so hot, I guess, because Taylor, it, it, we learn, has asked for a trade. Uh, this then rolls into the next part of this storyline uh, that Taylor... Um, reportedly a reported back pain during his pre-training camp physical that was deemed to be an injury that was not sustained while playing for the Colts. The situation now has the team considering whether to place Taylor on the non-football injury list, which could result in Indy withholding his salary. Yikes, that's according to Stephen Holder at ESPN. And then Jonathan Taylor hits back on Twitter, or X, and says, one, never had back pain. Two, never reported back pain. Not sure who sources are, but find new ones. And then just for fun, here is... Find new ones. Here is Ursa talking about uh, an increasingly big mess involving his best offensive player.
0: If I die tonight and Jonathan
4: Taylor's (laughs) out of the league, no one's going to miss us. The league goes on. I mean, you know, we know that. The
3: national football rolls on. It doesn't matter who who
0: comes and who goes. Jackie
8: L. You know, and and it's a privilege to be part of it. (laughs) And now is the time, you know, for us to do our work. It's now is the time as an organization and, um, you know, players that are, you know, 24, 25 years old. Now is the time to seize the moment of greatness.
5: Mm. He hit him with the Kyle Shanahan. We might not even be here on Sunday. I mean, I would admit I would miss you, Jim. I mean, don't you know. Uh, and I, I, I think he's talking about the big. Picture I, yes, of he's life. technically yeah. correct. League, I mean, we care. We care the, about the league week. would yeah. move on. Uh, I'm sure Jonathan Taylor loved hearing this. The, the <laughs> funny thing was the timeline of this. Get back out there, kid. So that interview happened after they got off the bus. And that interview, Ursay said, we're going to keep it in house, what me and Jonathan <laughs> talked about. It's going in a good direction. A great Twitter moment because 15 minutes later, Rap Sheet then reports, Taylor wants a trade. And then Ursay has to respond. Like, and then Ursay responded after that. Uh He's not going anywhere. Like, he's going to be on this team. There's no way we're, we're trading him. Wait, he, so his we're all going
4: to die thing came before, before, before trade it, demand.
5: Well, I think after the actual trade demand, but he tried to hide it from the public. He's like, we're not going to talk about that publicly. We're not going
6: to say what happened between us. Ten minutes later, it comes out. Jonathan Taylor requests. It. I love the Ursic <laughs> quote. I, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, we would just keep rolling on no matter what happens in this situation. We're talking about it today. It'll be old news soon enough. They'll figure it out. I I think if you're like... It's just another extension. I I said on our last show that I'm I the whole running back thing. I, I I empathize with them vaguely, but like I'm starting to get tired of the whole situation. It is what it is. But like Jonathan Taylor, like you want to get traded, like you're gonna need to find if this even were if this even vaguely could happen, like you need to get a team that sort of says we're a Super Bowl window. Um, we're not gonna you're not gonna get someone to tra- trade for Jonathan Taylor and offer a massive extension. It's like We'll, you're a free agent after this year. Maybe we bring you in, we plug you in for one year and make a run of it. But but that has to be a team that has a, the, the, an excellent offensive line. Because if you look at last year, what happened with the Colts, like Jonathan Taylor is an all-pro level running back, not behind a bad offensive line. That offensive line needs to be patched together and be a better unit overall to actually get anything out of the running back situation. They also have Zach Moss, who suffered a broken forearm today. They're in a bad spot at that position.
4: Yeah, they are. And I just, I understand the... I have empathy for the running backs, but again, Taylor, I don't know. And I, I don't like the way Ursay put that, like, hey, now's the time for these these kids to be out there playing because that's too reductive and and you understand why these players understand. For the same reasons Ursa's saying get out there and play because the window is short. That's why these guys are trying to get paid right now because they know there's not a big payday coming five years from now.
5: I think he's just mad at his boss. It might be a ran a rare case where he would just rather play for another team, even if he wasn't getting the contract. Cause to your point, Mark, I don't think there's a single team in the NFL that would be willing to give up a decent draft pick and a good contract. Well, That's what Donald I was going to say, which is he's coming off an injured, injured year where he Lake didn't look season, great when he did play. And he, we don't know
4: this physical, who knows what's going on with this physical, but if the ankle is a part of the red flag here, uh, which it sounds like it. It's like, am I going to give a long-term huge contract to a running back who was in someone else's building that suffered a serious injury to his ankle that's still not healed yet? I just think he's not being realistic. There's no contract coming for this guy could you see a the team, Colts or anybody else.
6: Could you see a team, I don't know, like you could think of someone like the Cowboys or someone's like, oh, we'll do this for a third-round mm. pick, and then it's like, we've got, you know, like uh, some team. Someone- then you got to pay him. Right. But someone I, you don't know. Maybe like not. It's, maybe don't, they don't. It's if, a one year thing. And then yeah. like, I think to Jonathan Taylor's point, like he just wants out of this world of disrespect in Indianapolis. You get a one year situation on a good on a good team. Then you go out to free agency. It might be a better situation for him than trying to lobby for a contract. He's not going to get right now.
5: Chris Ballard has to have the least amount of power of just about any GM out there, because he was quoted saying how important Jonathan Taylor was to this team not that long ago, how he did want him long term. Uh, and I think he was being truthful. And then you see these reports about them trying to put him on the NFI list. And the reason they would do that is because they wouldn't have to pay him. And that it seems like a threat. It seems like dirty pool. It seems like if you had to do some source guessing, it's probably coming from ownership, not from the front office, because I don't think the front office wants to make him any any more mad. And so this could be a situation where the emotions are, are so hot that something does happen.
4: We had this conversation uh, a week or two ago. Oh, what has a shook? We I mentioned just like, but, you know, the Colts, like you have an owner that's increasingly expressing, you know, how he feels in public and has more control than ever, it seems in terms of the football operations mm. that would have me shook as a Colts fan, because you want something collaborative, not just the owner pointing things out and saying this is how everything has to be.
5: And you can say whatever you want about running backs. Jonathan Taylor is vital to this team. Our, our friend yeah. Daniel Jeremiah pointed it out. Um, he should like, he's got a lot of these good thoughts. He should start. He could collect them together, do a podcast Stay into a microphone. Right. Yeah, like an it's, audio a, it's a growing yeah. things. So it's just not, you know, who cares about Jeremiah? <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, he pointed out there's no explosive, uh, element to this offense. Anthony Richardson is all sorts of explosive, but Michael Pittman, not the fastest guy in the world. Alec Pierce, that's not really his game. He's, you know, he, He's going to catch some jump balls. Josh Downs, that's not him. They don't have it at running back. Like Jonathan Taylor is their explosive guy. One last
4: note, um, by the way, on uh, the Colts camp Anthony Richardson i mentioned, got a nose job.
6: All right, in other news. He did not well, I get had a, sc- a nose job. I mean, you could call
5: our, it that. Our, our guy, Rapsheet, said specifically <laughs> it was not a nose job. But yes, it was something to do had with a like.
6: Septum, like, corrected or something internally. I don't get He think got a it nose got, job. It wasn't reshaped. I mean, sure, you can call it that. <laughs> it wasn't a cosmetic surgery. I was thinking. Why wait till camp to get a nose job?
4: I was thinking how funny that term is. And it's just everyone's, oh, <laughs> you get a nose job? Like, nose job. It's just yeah, kind of funny. It, it is. Two funny, funny words but together. Yes, it is. Anthony Richardson got a nose job. That is not inaccurate. It's it just is. like not As the nose job.
6: It it's implies not a cosmetic surgery. Cosmetic surgery.
4: It implies, but I I didn't say. <laughs> it anyway. is. It
6: is not accurate at all.
4: <laughs> if you asked uh, the surgeon, "Oh, Richardson, is he did he check out?" Oh, yeah, earlier t- nose job. Yeah.
6: No. That's what you no, think, like, "Yeah, no, I fixed the septum." <laughs> Casual surgeon. No, I would
4: follow up. Oh, what what type of nose job? Oh, septum correction.
6: Okay. Welcome back to Earth, Dan. I don't know what you're living in a different universe than Greg and I?
4: <laughs> um, Aaron Rodgers, Sean Payton, Nathaniel Hackett, Robert Sala, bunch of players around the Jets. It's a big old stew of funkiness after uh, Payton shot off to USA Today about how terrible Hackett and the Broncos coaching staff was last year. As I said, uh, Payton then came out the next day when – I don't know how – another element of the story, how long has he been in this game? Did he not realize that this was going to be a major um, storm? Did he not see this coming or – I like Greg's, our other theories. I like Greg's yeah, we had the other
6: that maybe, theory maybe you know when he gave the interview, you're in a bit of a, a little different more clear-headed state. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah.
5: just he just was a little uh, loose, it, despite all the like the, all the Denver reporters and nationally where they were like, "Hey, if Sean Payton does it, he has intention behind it. He has purpose <laughs> to everything he does." Cut to the next Carry morning, Sean Payton's like, uh, "Actually, I totally regret it. Why? Why did I do that?"
3: Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. Um, so you heard Robert Sala obviously in the in the news draft how he addressed it a couple days no ago. Haters, you ain't popping. <laughs> um, my favorite part was Clay Bond's reaction uh, to that in real time, just burying his face in his hands um, with cringe. But then Schrager was at Jets camp uh, this weekend for back together. Weekend. Weekend uh, NFL Network. Great job by everyone uh, on the team. And this Save is for us. Well, we were supporters. Okay. Yeah, I do support what they did. We were in the stands, clapping. Yay! Everybody did great. Um, here is Schrager teed up Rogers um, in a way that gave Rogers a chance to give a very kind of nondescript answer, but Rogers was very descriptive in his response.
8: <laughs> yeah, I love Nathaniel Hackett, and those comments were very surprising. Um, to for a coach to do that to another coach my love for hack goes deep you know we had uh, some great years together in green bay kept in touch um love him and his family he's an incredible family man incredible dad and on the field i could say that you know he's arguably my favorite coach ever had in the nfl mm-hmm. just his approach to it how he makes it fun uh, how he cares about the guys uh just how he goes about his business with respect with leadership, with honesty, with integrity. And pause it. It made me feel bad that someone.
4: Now the blowtorch comes out. Yeah. All right, play it.
8: Someone who's accomplished a lot in the league is that insecure that they have to take another man down to set themselves <laughs> up for some sort of easy fall if it doesn't go well for that team this year. I <laughs> thought it was way out of line and appropriate, and I think he needs to keep uh, my coach's names out of his mouth.
2: As my quarterback.
6: <laughs> also, if you're Peter Schreger, who looks good in those sunglasses right there, you know, oh, I have just generated <laughs> oh, it's an front. absolute heat seeker of an interview. Nice job good.
5: for NFL Plus. That was on NFL nice Plus. Nice job, you know, by Plus. First, first they get us uh, locked into doing some content this season, and then that
3: big, big <laughs> fire.
4: By the way, I love that. First of all, you know, I'm a Jets fan. I love that. I love Rogers being all fired up there. I also like, like, or what? Like, what is Aaron Rodgers actually going to do if Sean Payton says something else? Is he going to punch him in the mouth uh, in week five? Like, that was was that a physical threat by Aaron Rodgers towards Sean Payton? I love it all. This story is ridiculous and beautiful.
5: I I thought of this quote that I, I often think of. It was, it was by uh, an author I like Rachel Cuss, where she wrote, like, I thought how often people betrayed themselves by what they notice in others. And to me, this was a game recognizes game. Who has purposefully managed the media in deceptive (laughs) ways more over the last 10 years than Aaron Rodgers and Sean Payton? Like, these two guys are similar. And Rodgers, like, when he's saying that how how you feel bad for a guy that he would be so insecure that he would bring down others in the process. You almost feel like it's like, oh, that's something Rogers hit on in therapy a couple years ago when he was burying his <laughs> his management. And so, like, I don't think he's wrong. And I think he, he's speaking from uh, experience uh, what Peyton maybe, was doing there. I loved it.
4: Maybe if you peel back the layer, maybe he was more just like, it's a way of saying he was disappointed that Peyton, the guy who's playing the game as long as he had, isn't a little more cunning and was so mm. surface level about it rather than Rogers who will do the back channel route <laughs> to try to destroy his enemies.
6: I think part of it too is cause like when people would absolutely verbally flame like urban Meyer, it's like urban Meyer seems like an unlikable individual. And like Nathaniel Hackett, yes, that was a botched job. We all knew out of the gate, you know, you're a month into the season wondering how soon he might be fired. Uh, But Nathaniel Hackett has never been described as someone who is not like a warm, enjoyable guy. He's there's something about like, I think the coach on coach hate is so rare. We don't see it that often. But I've always thought what Sean Payton was trying to do, and he did not do it um, elegantly at all, was reset. Russell Wilson and reset Russell Wilson with the locker room and go out of his way to put no blame on Russell Wilson, which I think he deserves plenty of blame for last season, but to put it all somewhere else. Cause the one thing we didn't talk about when we, the first time around was that he flamed his own general manager. Right. He flamed That's his a good own point. Manager, because I thought about that building. after the fact, he's still the GM. Yeah. Wait, wait what's his name? Kevin Saunders is still the GM. Right. I mean, so I think Peyton probably <laughs> afterwards was thinking, yeah, Sean even though, Payton, I, not
5: Sean, Kevin Saunders,
6: right? But. Sean Payton, like <laughs> I think having to go apologize was the stoop, was like, the worst part of it because it's like, then you just look like you're you you bungled the whole thing. You're a fool, like and it, had you just stuck to it. I kind of would have been like Sean Payton's kind of ball and just doing what he wants to do. But instead, you know, when you have this thing two days later, we got to, like, come up with this fake apology. I don't know. It is fun because I think both of these guys, you know, Rogers
5: is obviously going to be in Canton one day. Uh, Sean Payton's going to have, like, a case for it. So these aren't just, like, mid-level guys taking shots at each other. I love That's it. That's why. It's what a story.
6: Week five.
4: And uh, you might have missed the summer episode. Maybe people are coming back now. We, we decided uh, collectively as a group, the Around the NFL podcast, that... Because Sean Payton's there and George Payton, um, the general manager, it's too confusing. Right. Uh, so we just changed George Payton's name to Kevin Saunders on the show. I
6: yeah. think you're helping journalists everywhere, too, because so, you don't have to do the, the song and dance where you put their first names when you mention them both in the same article.
5: And right. I, I have mixed feelings that you circled back here because you want to reward the people who have been with right. us throughout the office. So you get it, too. But, but, yeah. but understand, this is it. It's yeah. Kevin Saunders moving forward. No yes. more catching you up.
4: And to that point, people that come after me or either of my colleagues here in studio on Twitter or elsewhere saying, whoa, he really butchered that. He doesn't even know the GM's name. You will be flamed for it. Mm, right. With full, uh, you know, keep Kevin Saunders' name out of your mouth.
5: We actually have a way to prevent you from ever listening to the show again. We can, we can geo-block Lock your, ace. your uh, podcast <laughs> app of choice.
6: That, does, that, that doesn't really help us. Uh, to, no, to, I mean, that's it. a strategy no. that does of no service to our players,
4: Uh Daniil Hunter and the Vikings make nice. Uh, agreeing on a one-year, $20 million contract. Uh, Hunter, Greg, has been a difference maker for the Vikings. Uh, 71 sacks since entering the league in 2015. Three pro Bowls. There's a no-tag clause here uh, that gives him a chance to hit the open market and get a, a more lucrative deal. So... You like to see this team and player working together uh, for the common good. And, geez, the, the Vikings need all the help they can get on that side of the
5: ball. I, I think it was so important. I think Brian Flores, they're really excited. Like, they really could improve so much on defense. But his defense, for instance, in Miami, always has good pass rushers. I I love what Cuese Adolfo Mensah did with this Vikings team this offseason. And I think you can see it by how he handled Zadarius Smith and Hunter. They both wanted out. I think he did the right thing moving on with Z'Darrius Smith. That just wasn't going to work. They knew how important Hunter was. And for once, like a team just gave a guy a raise. Like, he was do only $5.5 They decided to give him a big raise. They're recognizing how important he is. He can be a free agent after the year, and it's, like, great for both sides. I think that was probably their plan from the beginning. He let the player, in this case, Hunter, calm down. So good job by Quesi.
6: Yeah, they have completely cleaned the books. And so I think this was a give Brian Flores a centerpiece and a chance, because we can get into this a little bit later, but some of the whispers out of Vikings camp is that, you know, Flores is working with a lot of young players, but Almost to a man, they seem tre- genuinely excited about the s- Flores scheme, about the contrast to what they were doing last year. Mm-hmm. The over complexity of last year's defense compared to what Flores is setting them up to do. So Hunter sits in the middle of all that. You still have Harrison Smith, but it's a lo- It's going to be a big transition. You've got and a lot of the, young, young what's players. What's the
4: official team slogan of the 2023 Vikings? We talked about it last week.
6: I don't well, it was so effective that I've completely Isn't it like happy trails at Donatel. Yes, you know? it was. Oh, Check you later at Donatello. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
4: Let's circle back to the uh, Broncos real quick here. Tough, tough news at a camp today where wide receiver Tim Patrick, who once not so long ago uh, last summer was seen as maybe their number one wide receiver or a number two type guy with them. Um, he's not going to be involved with the team for a second straight year. It sounds like because he suffered what is believed to be an Achilles injury, uh, collapsed to the turf during a 7-on-7 drill. He missed all of last season after he tore his right ACL mm-hmm. in a non-contact drill on August 2nd, so almost a year to the day. Um, I I talked about, mentioned my dad suffered an Achilles injury um, a couple of weeks back, about a month ago. It happened in front of me. It was not fun at, at all, but I know from learning more about it through my dad and his subsequent doctor visits, when the Achilles goes, it goes, you know. So even though we don't have um confirmation right now if they sit thinking on the field they could tell right away and that's terrible news it's a tough injury for any athlete to come back from
6: they were talking about him as um you know some were saying he was the best football player in the receiver room this off season they were really excited to have him back obviously he was always underrated um i can't imagine cuz we don't we these guys vanish off the radar we just move on with who's still available but it's like Tim Patrick has gone through two years. He's about to go through two years of complete and total hell. Because I think the one thing you hear about, I remember when they featured Gronk on the rehab journey, that you're just spending all this time alone. You're just alone. And, like, if you're Tim Patrick, you know, your dad doesn't have to go run a four, three, four, forty 40 a year from now. I, um, I
4: actually... Did tell him he has to do that.
6: Well, that and would be remarkable. Key. Yeah. And he might find a different line of work yes. if he's able to do that. But uh I mean, Tim Patrick, you're wondering like it could take you two years or more to get back right. to where you are physically. I'm really glad
5: he signed, because he, he was an undrafted guy. He signed a pretty nice extension late in the 2021 season, which is well timed that he got his money before all this happened. It does make you think if Cortland Sutton was going to be traded. If someone I I just thought Sutton was very much available, we heard Sutton and Judy was available uh, and it felt like Sutton was more available that at the end of this camp, if someone needed a receiver somewhere, there was no one more available than Cortland Sutton, maybe maybe a little less available now. They're still fairly deep at wide receiver. They've got a couple young players, Marvin Mims. They brought in Callaway, but I I would think now Sutton is, is much more likely to stay there.
4: And finally, in the news.
5: From the two, first and goal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For the touchdown.
0: Sonny Michel, his sixth touchdown in the postseason.
4: Three against the Chargers, two against the Chiefs. And now the first touchdown of Super Bowl 53. Super Bowl 53, a two-yard touchdown. The only touchdown in that game. The worst Super Bowl. The
5: greatest Super Bowl ever.
4: Uh, 13-3 Patriots over Rams. The final Tom Brady Super Bowl. And it was, yes, Sony Michelle, who had that lone touchdown in the game. The two-time Super Bowl champion. He won another one with the Rams a couple years back. He decided to retire on the opening weekend of training camp with the Rams. Uh, he's 28 years old. Four-year college career at Georgia. Uh, had those the run with the Patriots. And...
5: Uh, Sean McVay called Michael uh, Michelle the epitome of a pro. Hundred and twenty nine yards in that Chargers game and three touchdowns division round S- uh, did say six touchdowns in that postseason six touchdowns Hello. In the postseason 113 yards against the Chiefs in that AFC Championship Classic and a couple touchdowns and a game winning Super Bowl touchdown. Then no one remembers that. It's like Jeremy Shockey had a game winning Super Bowl touchdown with the Saints. I feel like no one ever remembers that one either. So uh, that was a controversial pick in New England. Everyone wanted Lamar Jackson. That's a, a great sliding doors uh, moment. Mm. Uh, then again, they got that sixth ring and, with Sony Michel. So you I have got, a great I don't know stock. if they would have done it without him.
4: I have a great sports stock idea, Greg. I think you would like this. Maybe it's a little too esoteric, but I kind of like it. That Patriots run of what? A, what would it, 02 to 18. That, does that kind of encompass it? Yeah. 01 to 18. Um, just about the running backs. Just there's so many different guys that just went in and out, and all had amazing moments. I would watch 15 minutes on uh, what's his name, Jonas Gray. I do 15 minutes on his Sunday night four touchdown game, and then missing his his uh, iPhone didn't go off the next morning, and he missed practice and never like played again for the team.
6: What, like Garrett Blunt, looking like Jim Brown, Corey Dillon, out of nowhere. Yeah,
5: all these dudes. This is not it. not bad, right? You know how our friend Jordan <laughs> Rodrigue did the playmakers this offseason. That's gonna be. That'll be that's yours. Gonna, that's going to be yours season. next yeah. season. The Patriots, I'll pass this idea right. off.
4: I don't need to be too hands on. You could get a producer with a, a Patriots one to 18 breakdown. But, Greggy, if you want to take it, I'll just be EP. Yeah.
6: The Patriots could have drafted Nick Chubb. who was, you know, drafted after Sonny Michelle. But teammates in college. Yeah. That, yeah, that's. that's so
4: passed on Nick Chubb and Lamar Jackson. Maybe yeah. we're burying. Lamar, there, there was a lot of. Buzz. Where did
6: you where did you have Bill Belichick in your GM rankings? This, this <laughs> well, there just was a lot of buzz there.
5: Uh, it's. With uh with Lamar back then, it it is. I can imagine. I can't imagine really like being an NFL veteran. And you you show up to camp and you're just like, I can't do this. My, maybe it's your body. Maybe it's your mind. It happened to Eddie Goldman too. Uh, For the Falcons again, this is actually the second time this happened that they thought he was going to be a part of the rotation. And he just was like, I I can't do it.
6: Well, there's always nothing beats the Vontae Davis at halftime being like, yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah, this is I don't feel like doing this
4: anymore. Um, And you should know, Greg, it's good to we all get little bones thrown our way on this podcast. Um, every time a Patriot retires, I was connected oh, yeah. to that run. It finds the news rundown and it never gets shot down because we know you like it.
5: I think in this case, you know, we had it's to for recognize you. Sony Michelle even gave you that highlight sneaky, uh, big <laughs> moment in history.
4: All right. We'll be right back with some whispers.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring,
2: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Whisper. Rose, um Welcome back. So gross. We should maybe do some live reads. <laughs> maybe. Live whispers. Maybe. And maybe we
4: get some, some female voices in the whisper. It just seems a little aggressively
6: us, m- us. Yeah. It's just a lot of us whispering in your ear, which I, I think would, would be unappealing. Hey, to, to How about some <laughs> yeah, don't one, need that. That one's good.
4: Hey, Stableton, if you want my Taylor Swift ticket, can you give me a little whispers at some point throughout this segment? Just drop it in occasionally. Get that headset on. She hates this. That's why I like it. All right. It looks like she's going to go along with it. All right. Let's get into it whispers what are we hearing what are we following beat reporters are filling out notebooks uh writing uh writing dispatches from training camp where the pads are now on football has started it's back start us out greg uh we're gonna go around the horn a bunch of times here with things that
5: we have called from our research okay tireless research go the the most Meaningful whispers to me are players we didn't know about emerging into roles, and I I think that's happening with an undrafted rookie named Daeneric Prince in Kansas City. Son of a... Because there's only so many right now. I know, but that was a good one. They haven't put on the pads and everything, but everyone there that we trust say he's popped so consistently... And is playing so often with the starters that he's a little bit about like the Isaiah Pacheco of this year for that team. They certainly have some room at the running back uh, position. And it makes me think of this Chiefs team in general. You think of them as this dynasty and they're getting back to the same place every year. But because of their setup with it, they really have like a stars and rookie contract kind of roster that there's a lot on the line. Like Rishi Rice, uh, their rookie wide receivers having a chance to play with the first team, their linebacker spot where they signed drew tranquil is definitely a little up for grabs and he might take some, uh, playing time race. So there's a lot of position battles there, but Denaric Prince is one that I think is going to get drafted in fantasy league. So that's, a we fun just
4: run. did five minutes on Sony Michelle and you took the one I was most excited about.
5: That's why I took it first. Just felt very whisper.
4: Um, I think it is whisper. It's, it's five on Sony Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's notable that pads are just going on and, Beat writers like Adam is it Teicher, 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 um, and others uh, are saying, well, he's an undrafted rookie, but he's already on this roster. He's made this team. Now it's just about is he going to be a special teams guy or is he going to really find a way in that running back room to to make an impact? And you're right. I think that's part of what makes the Andy Reid um, side of things and this Chiefs dynasty in part so interesting is that it's not just collection of all stars. It's Mahomes. This great offensive mind and Reed, and then Kelsey, obviously, you got to put him in the mix, and then how they find and develop young players to, as satellites around these Hall of Famers. And uh, we'll see. Maybe Prince is, won't come up again on the show. That's no, certainly I think, possible, but
6: it could. Yeah, because I was reading about him too, and other players are emerging from the woodwork to talk about how impressive he's been. And like, the one thing I love about Andy Reid, because it's like, how do you avoid sort of rote exhaustion? You've won the Super Bowl a couple times, you keep coming back to do the same thing. Their training camp, The other was a feature on this on The Athletic by Nate Taylor that practices... Have been insane that there have been mm. fights three days in a row. Kelsey um, every Kel- time. Just- yeah, Kelsey was in a fisticuffs with someone named DiCaprio Boodle. So I love that. Uh who? DiCaprio Boodle, a defensive back on Hell the, yeah. So it's a, you're a lot of young players, a lot of stars, and heated practices. And Reed is loving it. He's just been saying, he's been shouting, Edge, 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 we're never we're never gonna mm. sit down. And I think the Chiefs just find a way to re- reboot.
4: And I know um Kelsey. Rebootle. Rebootle. Uh apologized and said he has to control himself. No, I love that. Yeah. A team that's had that much success fighting in training camp, they still got the fire.
5: Shout Tri- out to uh Pete Sweeney over at uh Arrowhead Pride. We might we might have to have him on if we want a Chiefs guest. He he has some they have some of the best like recaps of of any practice in the entire league. And there's so so many battles going on. I'm just seeing here on his timeline here, uh, one of their undrafted rookies that they were playing like as a starter. In uh, a lot of uh, snaps, uh, Naze Johnson sounds like he's suffered an ACL injury either Sunday or Monday, so that is disappointing. Mm.
7: Whispers, whispers, whispers.
5: That's not Christy.
7: Not at all. Was it's the counter-opposite.
4: Sean, it's past noon. Is Do we have any updates on the Taylor Swift front?
7: No updates on the Taylor Swift front as of mm. right now. We've uh, There's been inquiries waiting back. I think it might be an afternoon. I did say 12 is like a middle of the day, so I heard Monday, so I'm like going to start at 12. Oh, but you okay. said 12 to us. I, said I think tw- an important thing, if you're going to be talking to other journalists,
5: accuracy yes, is important. You. Oh, yeah. that Don't was just, not, don't that just was make not a, up a number.
7: Th- I just picked the middle of the day. So
4: you threw out that the middle time, the but day. you just threw the first possible <laughs> Second that
5: becomes afternoon, which is noon.
7: Yeah. Uh, well I would assume like in, in the middle of an average work day, right? You do work you do stand up, right? right. Uh, yeah. so I like do. when
5: you're doing a show, you don't just like say a time specifically and then it could be any time. Uh,
6: no, come God. to the stage so I, in the middle of the day. Yeah. Come I, see I, me I, in the middle of the day up in uh,
7: you know I never like exactly heart. said twelve was the it was gonna be on the nose. This entire episode's been
4: built around the drawing happening five minutes ago.
7: Oh no! Yeah, no. If if that is what you thought, I apologize for my inaccuracy. This is why you're the journalist, and <laughs> no, I press button.
4: You have <laughs> you, destroyed us, Mark. You're up.
7: Love you all. I
6: love the reports about emerging players, um, which we just did. I also think there's guys that we spent all offseason wondering, like, this guy's still got it? Is this guy is this going to work? And so I go to Giants camp where uh, Dan Duggan oh, to yeah. Athletic talked about the fact that Darren Waller, who I was like, he might be washed. Maybe this was a nice idea, nice trade, but like he has been uncoverable um, all over the place, frying their defensive backs to the point where like rookie Deontay Banks, who they have, a you know, they invested a lot in, is having a very uncomfortable, rough start to camp, um, largely because of Waller, but other reasons too. But I think that's a huge, huge element for the Giants and Brian Dayball. If you get this version that the Raiders basically gave away. It doesn't look good for the Raiders to give this player away um, after you know injuries, everything he went through. But if you get the best version of him, it's great for Daniel Jones. It's great for Saquon Barkley. It's great for an offense that kind of quietly has like 22 wide receivers too right now. Um, they kind of remind me of the Bills where they just have done everything they can when they had Josh Allen to reload and add guys. And Waller working out would be huge for the Giants. It
4: would be huge. There's a little, to me, a little trope alert element to this that New player with Pro Bowl trope pedigree alert. shows up and you know moves around well, and the and the beat writers are all trope kind of smitten alert.
6: by it. Right, but there's a trope, trope alert, alert sort of attached to every one of these things, I think, right? To some degree. But that
4: I guess just with with Waller, Mark he, didn't appreciate that. I, no, but it's I, not
6: personal. I it, it it was it's not no- your reporting. It's, it's notable to
5: me. <laughs> 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 but he's he, he hasn't been healthy in a while, so I did well, find that notable. Be, yeah. Yeah. That like, he has not been healthy. looking good on in practice right. for a long. time. You know what triggers me? What? Waller. is moving all over the field. Like, it's get,
4: a, whatever, well, of course that. he's going to be moving. But this moving. was the exercise. He's going like, to line up here. Maybe he'll be in motion on this play. That doesn't do
6: anything for me. He's moving all over the place. Well, we, we've said that the season doesn't even start till the Super Bowl, <laughs> so none, none of this piece. may have any, any meaning. Yeah, I
4: am a little, I have some doubts about the waller Giants thing, but maybe that's what <laughs> some of my criticism here of the reporting. I don't
5: know. Get him to week one. I, I think he is one of the most important people on that roster. If he, he, If he could pop, that's huge. Um, in other whispers.
4: whispers. Um, the 49ers quarterbacks going ham. The, the Niners offense, uh, this was a report from Nick Wagoner. Uh ESPN had its best day of camp. Uh, this is over the weekend. Uh Trey Lance, 12 of 16 in first team reps, five of eight with a touchdown pass and a touchdown run and red zone work. Sam Darnold who took uh, the other four first-team reps and 12 with the second unit, eight of 10 with a pair of touchdown passes to Brandon Ayuk in the red zone. Uh, We talked about last week that Brock Purdy has been cleared and um, seems to be on target for week one. I guess my takeaway based on this is, yes, usually you hear, especially this time, Kemp defenses are ahead of offense. I kind of think I have no concerns about the Niners because I Mm. think the team is kind of quarterback-proof which is such a obviously highest compliment you could give to Kyle Shanahan for what he's good at. I think they're going to move the ball and score points uh, really no matter who's quarterback. Um, I think Darnold would do well in this offense. Trey Lance is such a mystery, but I would think that Shanahan would put him in the best position. And we saw that uh, Purdy has the ability to uh, move this team and be proficient as well. Niners going to be good. I want to
6: add to your report Um, in the newsroom this morning. Not my report. Well, your, your
4: entry reporting on the report,
6: your, your, uh, yes, your review of the report. Um, Omar Ruiz in the newsroom today. Um, and he, I asked, you know, like where you've been to a couple, couple camps. He's been to Raiders, um, Arizona, where it's like 114 degrees. You're wearing makeup and it's running into your hair. It's a terrible situation, but went up to San Francisco and I was like, did anything like stand out about any player you saw at any camp? And like, I know this is a player that we've talked about before is like, This is the year he becomes a superstar. But there are, like, superstar vibes around Brandon Ayuk that, like, Mm. what he's been doing up there. And he mentioned Sam Darnold, like, whipped this, like, 15-yard bull Sam Darnold! Right into the end zone. And, like, (laughs) this player emerged out of nowhere. Sam Darnold! High into the sky, and it hit him right in, like, the hands. And it was, like, Brandon Ayuk jumping, like, (laughs) twice his height almost. So everything is going right for him. And I'm with you that the Niners just feel like they're picking up where they left off on offense.
4: I think it was on Roto World, I think, uh, had a... uh... Passing reference to Sam Darnold as the next Steve Young. I mean,
5: well, that's just well, no, the wait. way it's Shanahan, no, that's, what, that's no. what Shanahan right. that's said. Right. Couldn't he be the next Steve Young? And that quote to me was like the end of Trey Lance's career in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, I guess it's obvious because even just the way they're cutting up the reps, Purdy is healthy enough that he's taken off one of every three days. But otherwise, he's getting twice as many reps as those two guys combined, so it's really pretty steep. But the fact that Darnold, who just joined the team on like a one-year, three million dollar contract, is splitting reps with the guy who was the unquestioned starter, who they gave up three first-round draft picks just a year ago at this time, and who was getting all the rest. the fact that Darnold is splitting with him already, like they're not even giving Lance a chance. I I do wonder if Lance is on this team even in week one.
6: Oh, I think they want to trade him. If anything, feature him in the preseason and mm. ship him out.
5: Give us another one, Greg. Okay. Let's go negative. It's hard to be negative first. You don't uh, usually do that week. No, I got a lot. Um, jets. I I actually am concerned about their yes. tackle situation. Their offensive line. Mark Dan's taking this off. What am I taking it from you? You took my second pick too. Actually, I should have. Yeah. I could bury this one.
4: You want? No, to? it's too late. You started. You started.
5: Yeah, that would be. Anti- okay, Macai M- Beckton. Incident. That's yep. not, not not looking good. That so was far. mine. Yep. hasn't really been healthy. Not I, good at all. Dwayne Brown. Uh, turning 39 this year, I think, and was like, okay, last year, still hurt, still on the pup list. So he, I don't know what's Shoulder. going on there. They drafted um tipman second round uh, center, but the idea was like, okay, that's, that's like maybe three of those five spots for now. He's second or third team. Who knows that that's not a huge concern. It takes rookies some time to get lifted, but if Billy Turner and, and who is it? Max Mitchell are your tackles and they're struggling every day in practice against some good players. That's, That's the huge fly in the ointment. It's more than a fly. It's a cockroach.
4: Yeah, it's um, we talked about it, Greg, when we talk about what are the training camp early storylines to keep an eye on. Yeah, I mentioned the O-line, and this is so far for everything that's going great around the Jets, and it's basically everything else. This is the one unit of the team that leaves them very vulnerable. Becton sounds like he's a mess. I got to say they had.
6: Man, I thought he was like he—he all—he lost a a ton of weight. Positive off season,
4: but he hasn't played in essentially two years, and they finally kind of start working him back in to training camp, and they have to shut him down on Wednesday. Sala said that his rehab knee wasn't up for it, and this comes when you've heard, you know, whispers, things I've heard from people that know I like the Jets will tell me about his, you know, his dedication and how you know his love of football is it there, and it's yes, he dropped the weight, but when he learned that he's basically in a competition to be the right tackle and he's tweeting a couple, like a month ago that he's a left tackle. Like, is his head even in this? Is he, is he about football or is he? And they're not playing
5: him with the starters, even when he is. No,
4: so I think everything around Beckton, both physically and mentally is a huge question mark. The the second round center, it sounds like, yeah, like you said, he's a little behind and yeah, you do want to see Dwayne Brown get out there. Now, are they being extra careful with Brown coming off surgery in in his late thirties? sure but you also want to have reps as a unit together when yes you are protecting a quarterback who's nearly 40 years old himself hamana it's the only thing i think if this offensive line is good everything else barring a lot of injuries or whatever the jets will be a great team but the line has the ability to really cause havoc and dalvin cook by the way it seems like it's going to happen but we don't have it officially yet
6: man he's he was on good morning football and like it it he really sounded like there was a connection there. He with was like Jess. there on Sunday, just watching practice. Yeah, it
5: would be weird at this point if he if he doesn't
4: sign it. there. It'd be really weird. Yeah, he's like signing autographs, and there's like 3,000 <laughs> fans <laughs> chanting his name. Um, all right, Mark, you're up.
6: Uh, Buffalo. Whisper. I like this because Who's that. Who's that? Oh, it's yeah, was- Eric. Right.
4: That's good,
3: Eric. That was a good one.
6: It's good. That was live.
3: That was yeah. live. Yeah. Oh dang. I'm ha- I'm emptying out the whole bench. I'm gonna have everybody do one. Christy has disappeared, so I think she sees <laughs> it coming down she's the pipe. The so she's no, like she doesn't like to do on Conveniently, not stuff. in the room as the no, show's going on. She doesn't like that stuff. No. So she took off.
6: There's I a mean, like humility here, to her. I she see Randy in the you know. back though. Yeah, yeah Rand- Randy ran
3: did off. whisper one in last runaround, but yeah. you got upset over Greg taking it and you threw your headset off. So oh, I missed Randy's. Okay, I apologize. We'll get Randy's Greg, I apologize to you too for that. Actor belligerence bl- on my part are gonna he thought be you were mad at him because you took it off as he whispered mm. it, so his eyes got all big. Like, D-ray Randy, it
4: wasn't right. about you, bud. <laughs> it was Greg's fault that I got mad. All right,
5: I should have known. Don't take the Jets topic. <laughs> how many years have we been doing this? I don't one? know how many years, many though.
6: Wait, but if you get if you if you um in your next turn get his third topic, that I will, would be good. Can I tell a, you something? Incredible hat trick.
4: There's literally no way, okay. He can get my next one. Okay. Because I I know Greggy, and there's no way okay. he'll have the take that I have. Okay. You're up.
6: Uh, Dalton Kincaid, Buffalo. I mean, there's there are positive reports bubbling up about, um in general, this rookie tight end class. There's a couple people dotted around the league. But I like this because Kincaid, I think, like, they didn't go get DeAndre Hopkins. People question why they didn't draft like a wide receiver high. Kincaid's going to be used that way and like if he was a bust or, the, or he's not picking it up, you got problems I think on that offense. But instead, they talked about um Joe Piscaglia from the Athletic does a great job with the Bills has said that he's just um looked the part. Like he's just had this like incredible feel. He's been getting non-stop 11 on 11 first team work. Uh Josh Allen is already like in sync with him. Um, hitting him all over the field, blah, blah, blah. I know I don't like all over the field, but he is looking like. He looks like, the part of the NFL I think he's tight a, end. He's like a week one NFL starter. And I think in general, tight ends, you got to wait till year two or three to see who they are. And maybe if that's not the case here, um, Buffalo arrow up in a very tough AFC. Yeah, year. I
4: think the, and we, we've talked about it, the tight ends in recent years haven't set the league on fire, um, which makes it even more, and wide receivers have. A lot of these wide receivers come into the league and they're and. Immediate difference makers, and the Bills we know need somebody to come in this year and a key year for the organization, and be a difference maker on that offense. I hope King
5: Kade is because I'm rooting for the Bills. He, way. He's so much fun to watch. It they. Rookie tight ends tend to struggle a little more with the mental side of thing, and then the blocking too. So that's going to ramp up when you put on pads, when you start tackling. But yeah, you were referring to, I think uh, Sam Laporta. Yes, especially he's been getting juice. That was my guy in the draft. I like, and I I fully expect Laporta, who's getting a ton of hype, and Kincaid, who's who is getting it as well. Are gonna be week one starters. Whether they're whether they come through or not, like we'll have to find out. But I don't think it's gonna be them being brought along slowly. I'm excited about Laporta. They're talking about, about Laporta
6: as like literally flat out looking at one of the as like one of the best players on the field. So and this is this could be it. Like we haven't had a tight end class like this in in a long long time. That would be. I do like difficult.
4: that. That is a trope too, but I do like that one. Best player on the field one. That means that <laughs> it's to the point where. He, it's excessive. He's just cooking everyone, right. and he just looks better than everyone. Usually, that does translate. There was a lot of that, I have to say, as a Jets fan with Elijah Moore as well. Like he was like one of the all stars of the best player.
6: Yeah, but the who's field. getting hype right now? Elijah, Elijah Moore, Moore all yes. over the place. So that's the this. Thing. These guys, this these is guys, is his month. he is lining
5: up all over the place. This is as his well. month. <laughs> this really is like the guys who m- make people miss. You know, who run the best routes and, and a, a player like Kincaid would fall in this, too, in terms of a tight end versus linebacker. Like they're going to win these one on ones before the like it's a great it's a great month for like five, 170 pound slot receivers. But, right. but but now we've seen in the NFL, you know, that and
4: like the stadium. beat reporters who are 75 yards away from the action and they got the binoculars on like, oh, he made that guy
6: miss. Who is he? winning. Yeah, but then there's right. like the first round cornerback that looks confused and lost. Right. On the very reporting, I'd rather like. And I to be he... clear, 5'9", 170. When I say
5: that, it's not in a derogatory way. That man is huge compared to me. Right. I'm, I'm saying like that's a
6: monster, 5'9", 170. Speaking of the Bills, Cam, <laughs> Damar Hamlin back in pads. Depends what your body. You could be I'm just five, saying, nine, 170. It could be like like 88% body. I think pad. they're all right. flatness. I think right.
5: that's true. That's a good, that's a good point.
4: <laughs> Damar Hamlin's back in pads. How about that? Is that crazy or what? It really is. And
5: <laughs> I, was I resuscitated on the field uh, in December. It's, it's crazy, wild. Because I was going through the hour the, um, lads and everything. And, man, they are deep at safety. He's their fourth yeah. safety. Uh, I think there's no way you're going to cut Demar Hamlin. And he was a good player for them, special teams, and uh, as a fill-in starter. But they're really deep there. Like, he's going to be no higher than, than fourth on the depth chart if, if everyone's healthy.
4: Uh you're up, Greg. Actually try to get it. Try to to bang me in a big spot here.
5: Okay. I'm uh I'm whistling a tune here out in Arizona. A Clayton tune. Here's my uh my whisper. <laughs> whisper. There, there's like a non-zero chance that Clayton Toon is a week one NFL starter as a rookie. Yikes. If you're not familiar with Clayton Toon's work, and I wasn't either, I believe he was at a Houston, jazz man. Houston, right? He was at the University of Houston. Air like raid guy.
6: Inflated QB numbers, typically.
5: Yeah. Popping him out. Very old for a rookie. He's like 24. He's
6: 24.
5: Uh, fifth round pick. Take a little higher than some people thought. Some people liked him. Some people didn't. Sam Howell territory. He. His name, for some reason, you just imagine that he's like this try-hard little guy. But no, he's actually like prototypical size. 6'3", 220. Size, and he moves moves pretty well. He's taking a lot of the first-team reps, but everyone is there. I find this fascinating that this is what's happening at an NFL team. They say Colt McCoy is not taking any more reps than anyone else. That all four quarterbacks there, which is not a good sign. Jeff Driscoll, Colt McCoy, David Blau and Clayton toon are all taking reps and McCoy's maybe like late in the mix and maybe they're bringing him back slowly off. Of, but toon seems like the guy that they're gearing up. And that I think <laughs> I'd be surprised if Clayton toon doesn't play, doesn't start multiple games this year. I, it might be later in the season. And I feel like there's actually a chance you might turn on a week one game and Clayton toon will be the, the starter just because either McCoy, be a prime time game. It's but, probably yeah. going to be Colt McCoy, but like, at some point it's
6: probably Clayton Toon, which is just crazy.
5: Maybe he'll be good. It's crazy,
6: but I could see like four different quarterbacks starting for them this season and like But like why start Jeff Driscoll and David Blau? This group drafted Toon. So I think David be- Blau made is not a, a terrible option if you're trying to win three games. I'm not saying that. But
5: the, I don't play. think they're trying to win, but they are trying to develop. I think they're trying to win three games to your point. I think not I mean, anymore. The, the, right.
6: You roll a rookie out, a low around rookie out, because it's like the the plan is clear.
4: If they can develop Clayton Toon into a a good backup for Kyler Murray or whoever is the quarterback next. Sure. uh, That's a victory. But if you play Colt McCoy, what is Colt McCoy doing? He's a placeholder for a team that's obviously going nowhere this year. It it makes more sense that you would start younger guys.
6: I think so. Even Blau. Because I think Colt McCoy, I mean, they're not, they had a lot of issues, but like Colt McCoy might put you in the world where like, if you get the good version of Colt McCoy, you suddenly were winning a few too many games maybe. Right,
5: and they didn't even. It's not the same GM and coaching staff. I'm sure they love Colt McCoy, but you got to be a little worried that every time he goes out there, I'd just rather see him as a backup. The guy who's nope. like the coach. Remember, I
6: saw Colt McCoy in the Super Bowl speak hotel lobby.
5: You thought he had a nice bod.
6: I thought he looked to be, and he looked to be uh, vibrant. <laughs> vibrant thing. Everyone acts like he's seventy-two years old. Like he looked, he looked better than like anyone else in the lobby of the hotel. Who, Colt? Yeah. It's like, oh, by the way, here's an NFL quarterback who's like in his early thirties. Like he's gonna look better than ninety-six percent of the other men trouncing around with their Starbucks and their croissants and like whatever else. They and he's in they his late thirties. He's almost forty, but he looks younger than that too. I'm just he looks he's sort of ageless. I mean, he's yeah,
4: he's in tremendous physical condi- Professional
6: condition. Professional athlete,
4: yeah. Uh, he's a, a quarterback. Quarterbacks many times are attractive people. Yeah. And uh, they're just different than us. Even Colt, who doesn't seem like a, an athletic freak. is That's how he came across it. in person. All right, everybody hold up one second. Let's take a break and then share some more whispers.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it.
1: Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul. Some 41, 30 seconds to Mars. Oh, and two-door cinema club.
3: What's up? I'm John Wall. And
2: I'm CJ Toledana. And we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all?
6: I'm going to be honest with
4: you. I don't think I could have took it all.
3: I said, I said OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because you didn't need it? Ain't
2: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: All right, we're back. Greg, um, I know it might seem that I'm more critical of Lamar Jackson um, and the Pro Ravens agenda that you sometimes push on our platform. I know it seems that way. Yeah. Uh, but I think some of it, just your denial of it is the
5: annoying <laughs> part.
4: I think some of it, some of it is just a frustration from my standpoint that Lamar, sometimes it seems like he ducks, not hit him himself, but the way he's portrayed uh, in the media narrative around the Ravens is not really being at fault when things go wrong for an organization that has, by the way, one playoff victory in the last eight years. Okay. And Lamar's been there, what, five of them. now. My point is, I think Lamar, just like the Ravens front office and the the roster, needs to improve as well if they're going to really get to their true goal, which is winning the Super Bowl. And with that said, a minor but interesting note out of Ravens camp where new offensive coordinator Todd Monken has eliminated Jackson's use of a wristband to call plays in the huddle. Uh, Since he's been the quarterback, it's been common that he uses the wristband to call in plays. And Monken came out uh, and explained that that is part of what we're trying to get rid of because the offense has been pretty um, rigid in the previous under previous uh, leadership. He didn't call out the, the previous coordinator. Greg Roman, but
6: that's how you treat a play
4: calls getting in late. Here's what market had to say about this, uh, this change in terms of the setup for play.
6: One of the most important things
2: is if your ability to communicate the calls and the best way for that to happen is to not start with wristbands. He has to hear what I say. He has to process the call. He has to regurgitate to the players. He has to get the cadence. We can always go to wristbands. Wristbands are easy. You just read it. Hard is learning the offense, being able to process and make the calls.
4: So that's interesting to me. It's actually empowering, Jackson. If you can handle this, Lamar, and you're able to do this side of it just uh, in in a different way, that will give you more power to change the plays at the line of scrimmage, will get plays into you faster, and the offense can perhaps improve uh, because even before he got hurt last year, the offense wasn't operating at a high level. Uh, Monken and Lamar with a better surrounding talent. There's going to be pressure on them, obviously, to be much better. Uh, a small but somewhat interesting nugget at a Ravens.
6: I like that. I think he's showing faith in them. Um, it's not a slam on Lamar. I mean, you're in your sixth season. Uh, I think, you know, I've always thought, like, doing the work of being a quarterback physically versus the uh, suddenly having to call, like, a 27-word play, I would probably – um, be baffled on how to do the latter, uh, not if not the former also. But like, I, uh, I think the former would be tough. The, I, I mean, I'm just saying if I, <laughs> they're different. They seem like different skill sets. But um, Mark though, thinks he's uh, Patrick Mahomes back no, there. I'm just going to freak that I out. just I've never understood like how how they do that. But like uh, the this assumption though, because um, I, I my last memory of Todd Monken in, in the NFL was he was on that disastrous 2019 Brown staff. As a sort of quasi offensive aid slash passing game type deal, and uh, it was an absolute mess. And it like Todd Munkin's done a lot in his career, so I I don't. Although I hope it goes great. It was kind of a mess with the
5: Bucks, wasn't it too? Right. There's this assumption. He went back to college and had a lot of success in
6: college, and he had a great reputation. At the beginning of his Bucks time, right. Uh, but yeah. So, but all that could materialize. Like, I mean, you know, he go, he he's he's there for a reason. But it's like this thing about Lamar Jackson. We're going to throw six thousand yards and all this. Like, a lot needs to happen for any four. of that to work. Four, four. Oh, well, I thought it was more than that. But like, uh, oh no, I was thinking of the Chicago. Yeah, show. no, I think he like he put out a preposterous number. It's like okay, but six? There's, a, awesome. there's a big wait and see like aspect to Todd Munkin slash Lamar Jackson. Like the only thing is if if. Lamar struggles with the wristband situation. Um, it's a new offense to begin with. Like, we saw what happened even with Shanahan and Matt Ryan that first year. It was like, you got a lesser version of Matt Ryan before he turned into an MVP. Like, there's a lot of variables here, and I'm just, I don't know. It's this assumption that they're going to be explosive just because they have, o- like, Odell Beckham? Yeah,
5: Okay, maybe. I think the key is the the getting the plays in and having flexibility to change it. It's great. You just can't be running an offense in 2022 where you're basically not and if you're not starting, like, an early – rookie quarterback. And it is it, it a little crazy that, and I think that's why Greg Roman got uh, a lot of criticism. Nothing wrong with the wristband there. I mean, Tom Brady wore a wristband uh, pretty much his whole career. He, he liked it.
2: I think he they're just trying it, to streamline But things. I get
5: it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, but you know, I went and looked at Lamar's uh, pro football reference page. And you say like the unnecessary, uh, like lifting up. is like a, without <laughs> delivering. I'm, I'm not a QB wins guy, but uh, the man was, but know, now I'm going to use it to strengthen my I'm argument. I'm just saying when he started over the last, uh, five years. He finished his last season only 25. 45 wins, sixteen losses. That's that's just that's nice.
6: So you got to pay attention to that kind of team. And oh, by he's the way, he's been the a great regular
5: season player, running quarterback.
6: Oh, oh, by the way, he did say he said I think I told someone like, man, I want to throw for like six thousand yards with the weapons we have. Okay, <laughs> awesome. I mean, I CBD. think he's just throwing out six thousand. I know. I'm not it. saying you know, it just got on my radar. It's like there's the the confidence is there. I, I hope it works.
4: Uh, developing news.
7: Developing news on the Taylor Swift uh, tickets. Um, Just want to say, per source, I have inside sources, Um, the names have been pulled. (laughs) <laughs> um, some final approvals are are being uh, waited on right now. Ooh, so, that's
4: that's a little shysty. Um, final little approvals.
7: Yes. So. Uh,
4: so whether the
6: names that were pulled. You can or say
7: no to someone that won a raffle. This is what I'm very confused by. Obviously, there was multiple they their uh, per email with eight tickets were available. So I'm assuming two tickets per person. It'd be four. Four uh, sets. Four sets. So the names have been pulled. So and approvals are in the works. Per mean? source.
5: What is it? What is Hold on, but
6: see if like the reporter and, like, thing that
5: the we're talking about. like email content
6: yes. or something. When we talk about the reporter aspect of what you're doing, which that's a this is good information. There you good. Follow up question. Like, yeah. Because
7: that's that approval no for sense. what? Right. It would be the. Uh, all I know is I heard approvals, nothing more, nothing less than that. So well, I yeah, don't know what that follow, means. Follow. Can you dig
4: on that? Can you see what do um, they lo- What are they seeking
5: in terms of approval?
7: I will put in some work uh, okay. with my sources. Maybe it was like some hot shot
5: third floor executive one, and they were like oh this is going to look bad yeah uh, that's it. as much as i don't want that to
4: happen because god knows the people on the third floor they could spring for the secondary market i gotta say if they draw if they're in the raffle they win and their name comes they out i'm not going to complain about they that shouldn't yeah.
6: really yeah. raffle then if you want to take fair. them
4: out that's fair too but once you allow them in we can't have an approval process deciding who's worthy of the ticket that's
6: basic raffle integrity um, and I don't like this word behind the scenes, toying with the results. That sounds fishy to All right, me. keep
4: digging,
5: Sean. We're going to come yeah. back to you at the end of the episode.
7: Will, uh, if I have any updates, we'll let you know. I once okay. won the Rams
5: raffle very early on in this build history. Yeah. And then I think the rule was you could not enter another raffle <laughs> for a certain amount of time. So I don't know if my That seems sketchy, Greg. I, think it was I
6: remember you won that. That seemed very like something very suspicious. Great.
5: Um, all right, let's go around again one more time. Greg. Um just one more time? Well, because, you could throw out a because well, one is one is on. a one is a silly one and I just want it's more of a a point that I want to make. Um the Packers sent out a happy birthday message uh to a young Wish. man. I don't I don't need to put him on blast even. Uh on Saturday send out a happy birthday message two hours later they released him and so what we need <laughs> oh. to do here what we need to do here is we need to get social in the meetings i think if they're having uh you know matt lafleur and the gm and everything's there like we now need to bring in the yeah. social media element into that meeting so that they can uh, avoid a mistake like this in the future because you got to work as one organization. You're yeah. responsible for that. Yeah, that, yeah.
6: that, you're absolutely right. Better, Not a whisper, but more. That was
5: a take. I, just, I like it. I like it. I just it. want to point yeah. that one out. Um, the Seahawks running back position feels cursed. Oh my God. Kenneth Walker, were you taking this one? You got
2: one too? me. You got the hat trick on the zoo, sir.
5: Yeah. All right, you take that one then cuz I got another one I like a lot. Asante Samuel might not start in uh Los Angeles with the Chargers, I think is very interesting. I I don't know why it took them a couple of years to realize this, but like they need people that can tackle. They're such a bad run defense. He doesn't really work in the slot. They're going to have Jasir Taylor there who is a safety. Now JC Jackson's back. Uh, but you also had Michael Davis played really well last year. It's interesting because Asante Samuels made some plays, but it really sounds like he he might be the guy on the outside looking in this year. That's a little whisper. I like that. You got one more?
4: Oh, uh, well, one little nugget. No, I was going to say, Greg, did you have one more to want to get off your chest before we... Or you got a natural connection. I would I mean say right?
6: that like, uh, we're, we're wondering what Kellen Moore's offense will look like how they'll use players like Mike Williams, who has been a natural dominant outside receiver has been playing in the slot a lot. Move so. it all over the field. Oh, everywhere. <laughs> I do have one. I do put him have on one, one. I do, I do on have one more. On the outside, you put him in
4: motion. The guy's do your one more. Do your one more.
6: Uh, one more means one more, not eight be, more.
5: People were excited about that, uh, about Cowboys uh, drafting <sighs> a <at> tight end. <sighs> no, <I'm Luke's, laughs> Luke Schoonmaker <laughs> thinking like, oh, they, they kind of reach for this guy and put him right in the lineup. And it does not. It sounds like he might have a lost entire camp, and it's going to hmm. maybe be Jake Ferguson as they're starting week one tight end. So a little disappointment there. A pretty uh vaunted second round pick they were hoping to get something out of him might be out for f- at least a few weeks tough sitch
6: mark uh justin fields revealed um that he's a pescatarian do you know what that mm. is yeah, yeah.
4: He, he does only eats fish or doesn't eat fish he eats it?
6: fish but he doesn't eat like um meat steak chicken but yeah any other type of um, just fish. fish feet like like food that comes from animals basically right or maybe cheese but he was
5: vegan so he's
6: adding he's the fish added to fish. the mix. I think that's you know it's so not that many. Slowly,
4: um, just what is going on with your meat journey, by the way? You had
6: the double cheeseburger called a meat journey. That's that that's not a, attractive, but um, it's not inaccurate though. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a great Saturday night. A meat job. journey. Put me on it. <laughs> I'd like to take a meat journey around uh, the South Bay. I did try the for Where the first time. I don't. I'm not. It's just like a small part of my diet. But um, I did try like because I used to go to In n Out and I'd get like the. Like the grilled cheese with kind of thing, you know, with no, with nothing. Yeah, they
4: would get the In-N-Out truck used to come to our old office sometimes, and everybody would get, you know, the typical Burger Mark. We get the grilled cheese, which was yeah. always like. So I tried oh, their actual yeah. burger,
6: yeah. and I've and been hearing for like a decade plus, it's one of the greatest thing that's ever happened to Los Angeles or the planet. Like <laughs> totally overrated. Oh. Well, for instance, remember the one this I had with a, you. This is a t- tired take. I, I I also think every take about In and Out is, is tired, but I just In and Out's
4: moving all over the field.
6: I just ate it and like it was like, okay, that's fine. You know what it is? Fine. It's, it's, it's
5: that part of California yeah, culture. And then the, the more fries. the more that you eat it. Yeah. And then it's a it's it's the children. And that the more you eat it, everything is, everything is good. It's the regularity that it's available everywhere. So that's just replacing McDonald's, essentially, but at a much higher level. Without the kids
6: being in the mix, then yeah, I, I see your point. Yeah, well, I'm not trying to make a big point. I just thought it was. How like... many times
4: are you eating meat a week?
6: No, not, not that much. Like twice, maybe. Oh, that's like a lot. I'm more just trying oh, it, like in, like little spots, you know. Like had steak one time, which was amazing. You did at uh, Musso and Frank's, like just. You went to Muso and Frank's. Oh, well, I steak. go there often, but like it's uh, I like, never. Schwaz, huh? Schwaz. <laughs> uh, it was incredible. Did you that get... was incredible.
4: But you, there's a certain cocktail you got to get at Frank. and
6: Musso's. I've gotten it more than once. Yeah. We should do it. We should we Let's should go sometime. Next time you're up there, I know. would love to. Okay.
4: Whiskey sour at Frank and Musso's. Anytime. Just like Rick Dalton.
6: Mm-hmm. You can sit in those same seats.
4: Love it. Place is old-fashioned, old school. Seattle Seahawks, they are cursed at running back, Uh, Greggy. uh Ken Walker, because every year we talk about how amazing that running back room is going to be, and then they draft and they load up, and it's like, wow. You know, they're just going to keep coming at you in waves. And then, like clockwork, Injuries creep their way into the room, and they're they're not wasting any time. These guys are just getting pads on. Ken Walker is sidelined uh, from Seahawks practice with a groin injury. Uh, Carol, Pete Carroll, made it sound like this could be an injury that could cost him significant time. Um, uh, so we'll see how long he's on the shelf. And then you have Zach Charbonnet. Uh, he's out indefinitely with a shoulder injury. And he was, you know, so this went from Greg, uh, this like oh, Charbonnet versus... Uh, Walker, and uh, are these guys going to be, who's going to be the true alpha here? Now, we might not have either of them on the field week one. We don't know yet, but it's just not a great way to start.
5: I just feel like every season yes. this happens, and there are some teams in some positions that are like this, but especially starting, like, with the Chris Carson era, but they've, they've just, like, every year there's injuries and there I think they're, you know, guys who are taking the first team reps right now are DJ Dallas and Kenny McIntosh. Kenny McIntosh. That's a real person. I was going to call him Rocky McIntosh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this sounds like that would be a name, but this, this always happens. It's very disappointing. And as someone whose son um, owns a Kenneth Walker shirt, uh, you yeah. know, I'm always rooting for this guy.
4: What? Are, any millennials behind the glass that remember the movie about the
5: shot? Penny was always hurt for them. Everyone
4: always hurt. The movie about the kid who found the million dollars. Maybe that's before their time. I think his last name was McIntosh.
6: What happened that was in this blank film? blank
3: check. Blank check. Yeah, he found a blank, or he got hit by a car. A car backing up, and the guy says he's in a hurry. Gives him a blank check, runs off, and he like makes a fake persona with a computer, like back old school computers, and like something, something Macintosh. And he uses like the AI voice. Yeah, yeah. Sounds absurd. Has some like old FBI chick hit on him. Somehow movie, never heard on. of
5: this movie. We were 15 years old, so it was a, we were we were a little old for it when it came out.
4: Yeah. He was, yeah, he was uh, Mr. McIntosh. He went by. No, it was a very weird Duff, who was an MTV VJ at the time, was breaking into acting. She plays like an older woman in her late 20s who's like in a romantic relationship. That's surprising (laughs) how many movies in the 90s have a a child, uh, usually a boy, that has some type of crush.
3: On an older woman, and then they they have some type of romantic moment through, like, at some point. They run through like some museum sprinklers together. They have like a night out on the town and bizarre. Well, remember odd. what
6: about Big with Tom Hanks turning into a child and having all sorts of adult adventures? Just it,
4: it, you don't see it anymore.
6: No, I think it's a bit off the. We good. don't need to. I was expecting it <laughs> in <an>, Oppenheimer. <laughs> a little bit of it. Don't need it. Yeah, I thought Oppenheimer would be a ripe, used ripe it. territory. Third act. It. Yeah, I think you're you're right.
4: It's a nice little enough. Duff and McIntosh running through the fountains. Yep. Um, anything else? So. Oh, can I just say, uh, can we pull up the Rams uh, T-shirts? You know, this is a, a trope itself. Uh, head coaches, as long as I remember going to Jets camp in 99 after they went to the AFC title game and Parcell said, everybody's going to wear this T-shirt. It's going to say start over on the back because last year didn't happen. And then Vinnie Blue is Achilles in week one, and, and they never did start over. So Sean McVay has a T-shirt that that they're banding around at Rams camp that says the following on the back. It's a mouthful. Is that Sean McVay wearing it? Um, that looks one like one of like our slogans. That looks
5: like Stafford.
4: All right, this is all um, capital letters across the back. Mentally and physically tough players who play smart and love to compete. Um, <laughs> Mark, as you and I entered this company is primarily as copy editors. The thing that really jumps out to me immediately is the top line and is spelled out. And then the second to last oh, line smart and love, there's an ambersand.
6: That's driving me nuts. And why? So, uh, why the inconsistency there? I don't like players. Uh, two words away from play. Um, but two, they, but
5: two ands pretty close too. Yeah. even if it was both spelled out.
6: I, I would have I would have maybe workshopped this a little bit. Um it's a mouthful. If you if you asked the players to take the shirt off and repeat the slogan, I'm sure Is it a
5: bit? Or is this was
6: this really no, this be. Be. I think the players
5: might have made it, so McVeigh might have been off the hook. It was actually uh Cooper
6: Cupper, Matthew
5: Stafford's uh But who's something I don't know. Well,
6: I think it's more who's not who's not acting responsibly.
5: Jordan
4: Rodriguez, if you do hear this episode and you could uh maybe fill in a little bit on this to give us an idea of why The Rams t shirts are the way that they are, that would be helpful.
5: Well, plus, it's like when you're a player, like what's gonna get you excited uh, for that day's actions? Like, hey, like guys, let's go be mentally and physically tough players who play smart and love to compete. It's like no one's ever spoken that way in the history of the, uh, the human league. Oh, what do what, what you like at work today? I am, I'm just a mentally and physically tough player who, who plays smart and loves to Yeah, the two plays is terrible.
4: Unsolicited advice. Something that would be maybe a little more just you could picture on the shirt. Compete.
6: There well, that, I think that would ring through the Wasn't team. Isn't that just kind of? Yeah, just it, 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 you could remember. If it. you want to
5: stylize it, put a period.
4: Well, there's no hell. Peri- put an exclamation point! There's put no- a slammer on the bitch. I don't care, but let's shorten it up. Yeah, there's. Gonna get really crazy. Do the either.
5: Spanish like backwards slammer and the slammer. <laughs> right, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, are you we? With your are we getting
4: uh, tacos with this?
5: Like, what has happened?
4: You never know. You never know. All right, anything else? I think we're good, right? We're oh, good. we're great. Anything else from Sean Keller? Developing news.
7: Last thing, Taylor Swift raffle. Don't don't play it. There's no developing news. Okay. Um, I just I haven't heard anything. I'm not told any more information and I just have to we have You didn't wait. even did you try? Yeah, I Did you follow up on the approval? The appro- I was told the approvals, I was not was too afraid. allowed any more information on the approvals. That was it. But there
4: are approval there's approval protocol. You can confirm approval, that.
7: There's approval protocol.
4: Huh. The story's pretty big
3: actually.
7: I mean so. I don't
6: I don't sense that he um did a ton of work. He didn't after he we, didn't push last back talk, at that point. That was I, can't no, I, I push a I, lot. He's showing I, his I rookie. Did as much as I could. That's you, you, not you, how a journalist thinks. To be yeah, a true journal, you
4: have to be dogged, bro.
6: You don't go tell I did as much as oh. I you know, you don't felt accept like doing, easy
4: answers. You got yeah. if if you risk rubbing people and you're such an agreeable guy and you're such a nice guy, Sean. I know you maybe don't want to rub people the wrong way, but sometimes you gotta unturn stones that people
5: don't want you to unturn. You could find out who this where this person's office is and just go up. Sometimes you can get something kick the door in. When there's not a, a <laughs> you dig- know how that goes? when there's not a digital <laughs> footprint, sometimes people are a little more willing to give you the truth, you know? Not on email.
7: Person to person, I'll take that <laughs> advice. Thanks, guys. More information will come when available.
4: Check out Sean Kelly on social media. He's a he's a stand up on the rise, by the way. Go see him in the LA area. That's true. All right, good stuff. Good stuff. We'll be back on Wednesday uh, with more coverage of the National Football League uh, as as football is back on Thursday. But it's the start of football being back. You guys get it. Um, until then, Dan heads is signing off for a Quiet Storm, the old boss Eric Roberts and the gang behind the glass. Approvals thirty murky. Heed
3: the call.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired.